eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Damn Podcast. I am your host, Angie Machado. Joined with me as always is our beat writer, Jake Hedberg. Jake, how are you today? Doing pretty well. Excited for uh, practice to kick back up tomorrow. Couple days off. The team took a a break on Sunday. We are going live here on Monday afternoon and today was a closed practice for the media. Uh, But Jake and I will both be in attendance tomorrow, um, practice in the morning, and then we will head over for a tour of the new research stadium. So um, I'm excited about that. Excited to uh, practice again. It should be in pads or at least shells yeah. by tomorrow. So there were in um, shells on Saturday. So okay, so we should be full pads. Full pads so that will be fun. Um, just the show. We Jake, do we have anything to talk about today? Is there anything going on with Oregon State Sports? I mean... <laughs> Pretty big subject right now. It's kind of an unfortunate state for the Oregon State athletic program, but just got to have faith and be confident that our athletic department can get something done. Yeah, so we are going to talk some realignment stuff, um, what's going on. It's changing seriously by the minute, um, and it's it's all over the board. You'll hear one. I, I've been talking to people in the Big 12. I've been talking to uh, Mountain West, Pac-12, Pac-4, Pac I guess I should say. Um, anybody I can kind of think of that I can hit up for anything. Um, I've been on the phone all day. Um, so I will give you what I know and kind of where that's at, but it's kind of all over the place. And I think it's changing minute by minute, but we will talk about that right out the gate. Um, we will also go through fall camp the first week, give our thoughts so far. Jake has been at all the practices. Uh, so he has a really good handle on what's going on, uh, with the team. Um, today I do want to give a, it's Monday. We have the Final hours of our 60% off annual subscription. Um, do it. Join. There's a lot going on, and you're not going to want to miss uh, all the stuff going on with the whole realignment, but then the season as well. It could be a very special season, and then heading right into baseball. So while there's still a ton of uncertainty about what's going to happen with Oregon State as far as which conference, I can tell you they're going to be playing football. They're going to be playing baseball, basketball, all of that this year, and and in the future too. It just might, will be a different, different location. But – We'll also hit a mailbag. And then if we have time, we didn't have time last week, but Jake has a guest, the beaver. He's going to try to stump me. So we'll play that. Are you ready to get going, Jake? Got a full show? Okay. And for those who have asked, yes, we are trying to bring guests on. 
Um, we will have some guests from 24 seven sites um, as we get into the season, but we are going to try to bring some players on. But um, unfortunately with practice right now, it's been a little tough with their schedules, but I promise you we will be getting some players to talk about what's going on inside the locker room. So that will be coming in the, in the damn podcast as well. Um, probably after camp. So let's just get started here with the, the whole PAC 12 demise. It happened fast, Jake, because you and yeah. I, uh, were in Corvallis on, on Thursday. Thursday. Um, we were, I mean, it was kind of the talk and everybody was just kind of saying, hang tight. Everybody we spoke with around the university was hang tight, hang tight, get home. And it's all kind of talk about, Hey, the PAC 12 might be sticking together. Like they're going to make the PAC nine, I guess it was at the time. It's going to um, kind of make this work. They're going to stick together. Friday morning, like all hell breaks loose. Um, it was a, it's been a sad few days. I think if you're a college football fan in general, if you're um, Oregon state, Washington state, especially um, the past few days, um, Jake, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's a really sad time for college football as a whole. You know, I think what, makes college football great, it's the tradition, the rivalry, you know, like in what, in my mind, it's like in what world should a team like Oregon be playing at Rutgers in the yeah. conference? And I just don't really think that it makes sense really for other sports outside of football. Like uh, someone on Twitter brought this up, I don't remember who it was, but like the basketball, smaller, smaller sports like volleyball, there's gonna be teams traveling from the West Coast, like Oregon, Washington, all the way over to like Rutgers, Maryland, and they'll be over there. There's going to miss so much school. It's going to be tough on the travel travel budgets. I just don't think it was a smart financial decision. Um, obviously, they're getting paid more, but I I also don't think schools like Oregon and Washington are going to compete against Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Um, I feel like for them, it was their best option to compete was about was sustained in the Pac-12, but they obviously decided that money was more important than success. So. It's an interesting time because I like what Kelly kind of his his model, and it's been thrown out there. I, college football is changing. I get that. Um, and I think what Chip Kelly kind of threw out there was kind of a four 15 league or 15 team divisions. Um, so those 60 teams were kind of the A level, then you had a B level. And then there was a relegation element involved too. So, you know, there was some incentive if you were on the, in the B tier that you could next, next year with a, with a good season play up, you might get demoted down, relegated down. Um, but it kept the conferences intact for those Olympic sports and, and all the other sports. And I think that's the biggest thing. And, and we kept, we heard Scott Barnes talk about how he's furious and that the student athlete, the best interest of the student athlete wasn't taken care of. And, and he's exactly right in that, looking at the big picture, football, football travels charter. I mean, they, they mm -hmm. get off their plane, everything's taken care of that way. They fly home immediately after a game, all the other sports don't. And so, yeah, you are looking at baseball, softball, volleyball, water polo, all of them having to fly commercial and whether that's you out of Eugene or Tucson or wherever they're going, there's a lot of stops and small towns and bus rides. And those, those guys are going to, you know, it's, it's going to take its toll. And, and I've already seen, you know, some, especially U of O softball players softball, come out. Yeah. Um, they've been very vocal in the fact that, you know, a lot of these young people have chose to play at their school because they wanted to be near, you know, family and friends and to be able to have people come see them play. 
and, and they can't yeah. do that now. I mean, a silver lining about that could be is if Oregon State does end up in a Pac West where the Pac 12 picks up Mountain West teams, that could be a big recruiting win because Oregon State would probably be the top dog in that conference. And if you've got guys, talented guys in California, Washington that don't want to be playing in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, they're like, just stay home, play at Oregon State, I'll still travel to California and Arizona. Washington, all that. So it could be a you know, potential. It was actually funny because I was talking to a, a big a duck fan, a duck booster, been around um, a long time. And <laughs> their thought was, you know, they, they said, it's funny because there's duck fans out there that are so excited. Like we get to play Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State, but you're not going to play those guys every year. You're going to be no, playing the Rutgers and the yeah. Indiana and the Minnesotas Nebraska's and the Nebraska's. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting. And I, I don't think this is a long term deal. I mean, I think. I think at the end of the day, the bottom line is that the SEC and Big Ten are trying to kind of vie for for that mega super conference and, mm -hmm. and kind of keep that. Um, but no, it's interesting. So where we're at now, as of Monday at what 4.38, this is what I know. There's a pack four, Sanford, Oregon State, Washington State, and Cal. Um, Oregon State, I think the best, you know, the, I think as of right now, the, the whole merger idea is off the table with the Mountain West which doesn't make sense. It You can't take all those Mount West teams. Yeah. I'm sorry, but the, nobody wants to have New Mexico in their, you know, playing. The power five level. So um, if it was anything like that, it would be a picking and choosing kind of thing. I, I already think that Stanford and Cal have already said no, that they're not doing that. The latest that I've heard is Stanford and Cal are looking at the ACC, going out to the ACC, which then I heard Clemson and Florida State are not happy about. So there's that. There's what's going on there. Oregon State's best chance for viability is going to be going to the Big 12. I agree. Um, I feel like them and Washington State both to survive. But apparently, and it, it depends on who you talk to. Yeah. And, and I think it's a good fit for both those schools. I think culturally. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good cultural fit. Yeah, big sure. cultural fit. I think you take two more, you get to 18 in the, in the Big 12, and you can still keep some semblance of the regionality too. I mean, you could, you'd have 18 teams. So two, nine team divisions. If, and yeah. I've heard San Diego States in the mix here too, potentially that they like that TV market. I don't think they like the buyout of that. Cause it's a 34. It's like 34. Yeah. yeah. So um, Oregon state has no buyout, neither does Washington state. So what I was kind of penciling this out. So if somehow they were able to get this deal, it would be at a reduced share. They wouldn't be getting the full 30 million, which sucks. I mean, but it's better than what Oregon State is looking at right now. So, yeah, like looking at it. So I'm like, okay, travel wise, if you were able to come up with two divisions, then two 19 divisions, you'd have Colorado, Utah, BYU, um, Arizona's, Arizona, Arizona State, um, Oregon State, and then Wazoo. either San Diego State or Wazoo. Yeah, and you have seven, and then what? You take Texas, Texas Tech, Tech, and Baylor, or yeah, or yeah, Baylor or Oklahoma State, or TCU, nine, yeah. or TCU. I guess it's more East, yeah. So I think it could work. Now it's just a matter of do those does that team want? Um, and, and I saw a tweet today because the the top twenty five college poll came out today. Pac twelve has yeah. five, second most of any conference or second most and behind SEC, yeah. and the conference has just been blown up. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. I don't see a merger happening. So there's the recap: no merger with the Mountain West. 
I think it's still on the table, potentially picking off some of those guys, maybe picking off a few American athletic conference, but everything I'm seeing now is it's kind of big 12 or bust for Oregon state. So that's where we're at. I, again, looking at it from another perspective with the big 12, I think Oregon state fits so well with all their other sports they're strong with gymnastics, baseball, baseball um, wrestling. I mean, there's a lot of sports that Oregon state could fit really nicely with the big 12. Um, I love their fan passion. I think that would fit with kind of the Oregon State fan passion. In fact, it might even help Oregon State kind of ramp up. You know, if, if we're playing, if Oregon State's playing teams that have a, a huge following, it, it could help them. So um, that's where we're at as of five o'clock tonight. I do, I've been updating the Beaver Blitz Confidential in the Lodge. Jake, I know you've been keeping up on that. And this has been kind of my area. Jake's been focusing on the team. So um, any kind of questions you guys throw them at me. Um, but the Beaver Blitz Confidential is where I'm putting all of that. And that is behind the paywall in the lodge. So um, there has been a lot of questions about what Beaver fans can do right now. I, I think I, I think of the fans, I think of Jake, I think of I, I think of a lot of us that are sitting around kind of sad about all this. But, you know, the team has got a chance to do some special things this year. What can we what can the fans do? And that's good to games. Buy tickets to the games make research loud, make it a sellout every single game. And uh, let's send this team out right. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, I feel like the biggest thing fans can do right now is support this team because I feel like this team really has a chance to be something special. And if they make a run, make a pac championship, push for a potential playoff spot, then I feel like there's no way we're going to take this left out. So... So I don't know who, who Nick team. is. I, we have someone in the chat. He's been posting and um, he says, that the, so yes, there was a rumor that somebody tried to, you know, sell the, the big 12. They, you know, go seven teams minus Oregon state and Washington state um, because they want nothing to do with the teams. And Nick, I think that's old news. I think um, there is some, there, there absolutely is discussion going on right now with Oregon state and the big 12. Um, so I think, maybe what your information might be maybe not completely right. Um, so just kind of leave that at that. Yeah. Um, and like right now there's a bunch of stuff, bunch of stuff from different, different reporters with different sources coming so many different things, but yeah. this was from, this was from the athletic department straight. So. Yeah. So, they, so um, guys, I have some pretty good sources in there, so I can tell you um, big 12 is definitely in play. So um We'll see what happens. McMurphy, yeah, McMurphy has said this, but um, like I said, I mean, we've had a lot of different sources telling us different things. So um, you kind of have to go with, and it could be completely right. Oregon State may have no shot at the Big Ten or Big 12, but um, um, fresh report from the Bleacher Report this or Bleacher this morning. Well, that was this morning and things have changed, Nick. So um, just, just leave it at that. Minute. So, I mean, yeah. this is changing seriously by the minute. It's not something that, um, you know, what you read this morning is not necessarily what's happening right now. Um, San Diego State is definitely in the mix there. Oregon State. I, I actually hear Washington State and Cal are not in the mix uh, for the Big 12. So we'll see what happens. One thing I've heard, I don't know how true this is, is that the Big 12 has been looking at adding two more teams for football, which would be Oregon State and San Diego State, and then throwing on an additional two for basketball only, which would be Gonzaga and Connecticut. And that's why they aren't as 
that's why for a school like Washington State that shares the same TV market as Gonzaga, they aren't as viable as an option, which is unfortunate because I feel like what Oregon State deserves, Washington State does too. So I hope yeah. Washington State can find their way in the same conference as Oregon State does. So what's interesting too is, um, and like I said, this is changing, this is evolving. The other thing I've also heard is that the Big 12 may not be in a hurry to make a decision and kind of let things play out. Whereas Oregon State is actually in a hurry to find a home because they can't, um, they, they, I mean, they have to be smart about it, but they also need to find a home just to keep, you know, for the recruiting aspect, they can't afford to sit around and, and just wait and see what happens. They, they need to make a, make a play. Um, Taylor Rawlings says, explain to me like I'm 12, what makes San Diego State more desirable than OSU or Washington State? TV market. And that's what's sad about this entire thing is it is all coming down to TV market and potential eyeballs on screens. So um, that bottom line, it has nothing to do with the fan base, with the academics, with the football team, with anything other than the San Diego TV market is bigger than the others. That is it. So that is what I've got there. Um, and we could talk about this, I think, for the whole hour. Um, and we could sit and kind of split hairs about what we've heard. And and like I said, basically anything you can imagine, we've heard. We've heard that Oregon State has no shot. We've heard that Oregon State does have a shot. We've heard that Cal and Stanford, everybody's in on a Pac-12 expansion. Then we've heard they're not. So um, like I said, keep up in the, in the lodge because I've been posting everything as I kind of get that information and trying to keep it kind of consolidated. But I think right now it's best that we stop here we did talk about it and we're going to talk now about football because that is what's here and now that's what we can talk about and as soon as something breaks with the, where Oregon State lands we will be back but here we go football Jake let's talk a little bit of Oregon State fall camp not quite a weekend um let's start off because there's been a lot of guys sitting out give me a quick rundown of who has been sitting out who's been missing the first couple days of practice yeah, I mean, there's been a handful of guys that are limited to where they have their helmets, they go through warm-ups, they stretch, and then they go out and work with the, the strength staff to try and get back to 100%. Uh, top of my mind, guys that come out are Anthony Gould, um, Trevor Pope, Montreal Hatton, Taz Reddicks, um, Alton Julian's been another guy that has not really been a full participant. Uh, he's been limited, and then there's a handful of guys who just haven't, they haven't seen practice at all. Um, Joel Valdez, the Lindsay Field transfer, haven't seen him practice at all, and then a few other walk-ons. Uh, a big one, a bigger name is uh, Mason Tafonga. Haven't seen him at practice at all. Um, you haven't even seen him because I was gonna say, I saw Joel Valdez day one just yeah. going with the strength guys. I saw him on campus, so he is on okay. campus. Uh, I just haven't seen that practice. Um, Jalen Holmes, the JUCO wideout, has he is on campus now. Um, he's not practicing. He's he's been in street clothes with the wideout group. Uh, I'm not sure whether that's some kind of paperwork issue with the NCAA or, or something, but he is on campus with the program right now. They were they picked him up actually after practice Thursday. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, I mean, a lot of times they have to get through all their physicals and all their mm -hmm. all their pre pre stuff. Um, so a lot of guys, but Coach Smith told us Thursday that nobody looks to be long term. Is that what you're hearing too? 
Yeah, I haven't really seen anything outside of Skylar Thomas and Marco Brewer, but those have been known for a while now. Um, haven't had any new injuries pop up through camp yet that I've noticed. So, so far, so healthy, which is not gone away. Yeah. Hopefully, we can keep that rolling throughout camp. That's going to be a big thing, right? That's going to be kind of the what makes or breaks it is staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to the offensive side. Give me your standouts. I mean, we're early. We've seen, you've seen what, three practices. Who stood yeah. out early? Uh, I thought uh, a guy that really comes to mind that had a solid day on Saturday was um, Jermaine Terry, the tight end from Cal. He had a few nice catches during the seven-on-seven session. He's a big, big tight end. I think he's going to push for a starting spot. Uh, he's kind of become a favorite target of DJ so far. Seven-on-seven, he kind of looks at Jermaine. Uh, a lot, so that could be a, a big uh, connection to watch come fall. Uh, I thought I thought DJ's had a pretty solid camp. He's been a little inconsistent, but when he flashes, he flashes. Um, best example that comes to mind is Saturday. Yeah, the two-minute drill wasn't great. He was 0 for 4, bounced back to 7 on 7, was 6 for 6 with a touchdown pass. And the touchdown pass was one of the best balls I've seen thrown all camp. So I feel like if DJ plays to that high level potential, then could be special. Yeah, I you've you've mentioned Jermaine Terry a couple of times, so that um, I think for Beaver fans that are looking for maybe who could be maybe that bigger body possession receiver, um, that that's huge. Um, somebody, are you not counting Marco Brewer as an injury? Yes, but he's out for the entire season, so yeah, um, and that's kind of been known. So, so yeah, if you if you if you're out for the season, then we're not gonna going to discuss that going forward as being a guy sitting out. Um, so Jermaine Terry, yeah, Jermaine Terry could be one of maybe those, that bigger bodied, taller mm-hmm. wide possession wide receiver. Um, offensive line, let's talk about offensive line a little bit. Actually, let's first impressions of the offense. Do you think they can score more points than maybe last year? I think our passing game is going to be improved. Um, I feel like the wideouts have performed at a high level, haven't really seen too many drop balls. There's been a couple, but obviously that'll happen. Um, I I just feel like the passing game adds a different element to this offense that will also allow the run game to be much more successful. Uh, you know, where you say towards the end of last year, uh, in, in certain games, it's kind of one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, with hopefully, with regardless of if it's Gilbranson, Childs, or DJ, there's going to be improved quarterback play. I feel like all three of those guys are capable. Um, I feel like the passing game downfield is going to be much improved. And DJ gives you that ability to run too. So that's, yeah. That be fun. Charles does too. And Charles does too. So what are you wanting to see from the offense this week as we hit into um, five days of, of practice? Yeah. Uh, I'm a little more interested to see the run game. Uh, I haven't really seen a lot of that yet just because it's, it's difficult. Um, I, the early stages of camp, uh, really not in full pads, can't hit full speed. You can't really do a lot of blocking. So it kind of gives the defensive line an advantage. Um, so I'm excited to see, uh, particularly on Saturday with our scrimmage. Uh, I'm ex- excited to see how the backs do. Offensive line should be strong. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So speaking of offensive line, I, I'm guessing it's been the same usual suspects running with the first team, but who has been filling in for Marco Brewer? 
Yeah, so, so far, Tanner Miller, uh, junior walk-on guard, he's been taking all the reps. He's started games before. He's proven. Uh, the coaching staff, I know, is more than comfortable with Tanner, and I think he could push for a starting I feel like he could push to take the starting spot. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Tanner and Grant Stark, that battle plays out. Stark's going to run with the second team left guard and right guard. She's in kind of okay. some back and forth. Um, we'll maybe see Stark start to work in with the first team in the next week or two. Uh, that would be my guess, just because he's a really talented kid and it might be hard to keep him off the field. Do you think that they're just trying to move Stark around to give him some experience kind of with the Beavers line just to kind of see where he might fit best? Yeah, I feel like that could be a possibility. Uh, he didn't play guard at Nevada, so he's still kind of learning the position. Which it's The offensive line's tough. There's so many different reads and schemes. It's tough. So for a, a, for a newcomer into a, into a new system, it might be a little, a little more difficult, you know. So let's talk about, we talked about wide receiver, lots of guys sitting out that are not participating. Who have you, who have you been impressed with so far? Yeah, there's been, the receiver position's kind of been, it's been hard to get a real gauge on it just because they haven't really been healthy, really been fully healthy. Uh, Saturday, they had eight guys practicing like full speed. Um, guys that come to mind, Trent Walker is a walk on. Really? Okay. Yeah, he's, I'm not sure how much he'll play just because he's not as athletically gifted as those other guys, but he's playing well. I mean, I was talking to uh, to Jim Patterson at practice on Saturday, and Patterson said he's going to be the next uh, the next the next my cast. My cast. So we can <laughs> see that potentially. That, that's that's uh, kind of big shoes to play there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we've seen that. Um, uh, Jemiah East has been the guy we've seen come in, get reps with the, with the first team. And then Silas Bolden's been as good as advertised. Uh, a name Beaver fans might like to hear has been playing pretty well is Jimmy Halson. Uh, it's been kind of banged up his first two years, but he's a taller 6'3 guy. And I think he could be a contributor for sure. Okay. And then running back. Okay. With the, the transfer, Jim Griffin transfers to Ole Miss. Um, three scholarship guys, what are they doing? What are you seeing? What kind of surprises and wrinkles have you seen early on with the wide or the running back group? Yeah, uh, the coaching staff has said they're comfortable with three guys, but I personally would, as a fan, would rather have more than three healthy running backs. I and mean, we've seen them start to kind of play around with that. Uh, Saturday's practice, we saw a redshirt freshman linebacker, um, Court Shaw, start to work with the running backs a little bit. I know he was recruited as an athlete, he can play running back. Uh, could, and he's a bigger guy too, so I could see him putting on some weight and filling Jack Coletto type role. Uh, and then we've also seen at the fullback spot, Hodgins, um, seen him getting reps with the first team in the short yardage situation. So I think he, he's, gonna see, he's okay. definitely gonna see that. So Hodges, what is Hodges, what is he listed at weight-wise? Uh, six foot two seventy. Okay, so two seventy running behind that line. And their with, smallest guy is like two ninety six. With DJ, who's two fifty, right there too, helping to push the. That that might be and it's, unstoppable. And a two hundred thirty two pound running back. Yeah, yeah. And Crazy. Yeah. If if Oregon State ran like a two tight end fullback running back, that's Damian 
is the smallest guy on the field at 232 pounds. <laughs> of all muscle. <laughs> yeah, of, of muscle. <laughs> wow. Okay, so some some kind of you know things to kind of keep an eye out if you're a Beaver fan this upcoming season. Now let's talk quarterback because everybody talks quarterback. Talk to me about DJ. Is he the guy? Yeah, I think he's going to be the starter. Um, him and Bill Branson have both bounced back and forth with the with the with the first team. Um, Aiden Childs has gotten one series with the first team in seven on seven, um, and he had a touchdown on that drive, fifty-yard touchdown pass. Um, but I I feel like DJ is Oregon State's best option just through the diversity he brings to the playbook. Uh, he's also been the best at keeping the ball safe so far through camp, which I know comes in his sophomore year was kind of an issue. Uh, no interceptions yet for him. Charles has had one, but I'm not really putting that one on him just because it was a touchdown, ball got ripped out of his hands, could have got arguably been a touchdown. And then Gobert has two picks, both not great uh, decisions. Uh, so it's just good to see DJ taking care of the ball because I feel like that's going to be really important. It's going to be huge. I mean, when you look at that Utah game, all the, the interceptions yeah. that really led to 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 the loss. Um, okay, so we are going to take a quick break. I'm going to, if you're watching live, we just do this so we can plug an ad in, uh, an ad break for the podcast side of it. I do want to give a quick little ad for Beaver Blitz. Um, if you're not a member now, is a perfect time to join Beaver Blitz. We are the one source for all your Beaver information, whether it be football, recruiting, um, baseball, basketball, you name it. The Lodge is the place to be and beaverblitz.com. You can join today, Monday, it ends tonight at nine and save 60% off an annual subscription. It's a great deal. We'd love to see you join us. We are breaking records left and right. So we'd love to see you join in as well. And with that, we're going to give it a quick little break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, welcome back to the damn podcast. Again, I'm your host, Angie Machado, publisher of Beaver Blitz. I am joined by Jake Hedberg, our beat writer, guy in Corvallis. I'm excited because I get to see you twice this week because I'll come down Saturday for the scrimmage too. Perfect. We just got done talking about the offense. Now let's talk some defense. So first four days of practice, three days of practice, who have been your standouts on defense, Jake? Yeah, uh... Ryan Cooper's first guy that comes to mind, senior nickelback. He's had an interception, played well. Hodgins had a really good day. Uh, the Philly first day, he had an interception. He had an interception, yeah. Might, might be the only interception he's had in his time at Oregon State. Uh, you know, uh, Chatfield, I feel like, has really improved his game. I think he might be the guy for a starting spot of an outside backer spot. No, that's a guy that. We've heard, like, and I think you're right, 
he had a huge game in the bowl game. And then all the preseason, even at Beaver Boats, we haven't talked about him a whole lot. Yeah, I feel like it's more been tailored on the toast just being yeah. talked about rather than Chatfield. But he just seems a little more explosive. He's been getting a lot of reps with the first team, working his way into the backfield. And he's going up against like against guys like Tolly, Josh Gray, who aren't slouches by any means. They're two of the best tackles in the West Coast. And then I know you're high on – um, Tyrese. Tyrese, yeah. But is he yeah. still? Is he still your guy? Or you know, I've, yeah. I've been hearing, I've been seeing Drake Vickers' name too pop up. Yeah, Tyrese Ivy's guy, spring camp. I really liked. I had him sharpened into the depth chart at, at uh, the corner spot. But Drake Vickers, junior college guy, like Tyrese, also six three, like Tyrese. He's come in, and they've been splitting reps, which kind of surprised me. Um, you know, for two junior college guys to step up and be working with the, with the first team just like that. And I think it'll be an intriguing battle to follow. They've both been really impressive, have pass, passes broken up. I feel like they're both capable of starting. Uh, just Jade Robinson's too good not to start. Um, so that'll be an intriguing battle. And then another, another young guy who not a lot of Oregon State fans know yet that's been getting reps with that with the second team is uh, Jermon McCoy freshman out of Texas. He's six foot, 180s, fast kid. Um, so we can see him see time as well. Yeah, he is White House, right? Isn't he from the same House, school Texas. that, that um, Pat, Patrick Mahomes came from? Mm-hmm. Yep, White House, um, Texas. Okay, so first impressions. I mean, is this group going to be a, a better overall unit than last year? Yeah, I mean, I still think it's a little too early to tell just since we have nine pads on. Um, like, I feel like the secondary might take a step back. It's, like I said, without pads, too hard to tell because it's tough for, for the defensive line to really apply pressure right now because they can't hit, can't go full speed. Kind of gives the quarterbacks more time to throw. It's, it'll be, I, I feel like this next week, next week and a half will be telling of how good this defense really could be. So, I mean, is that kind of what you want to, that was the next question is what do you want to see this week? Is it, is it D-line play and just how yeah. much they can hit? Yeah, again, uh, trenches, the front seven, you know, I feel like that that second inside backer spot, I feel like that battle will start to ramp up this week just because the pads will come on, guys will start to tackle. Um, and you can see a guy like John Miller or Calvin Hart separate from the rest of the group. Yeah, talk about, I mean, that middle backer, you know, on the other side of Easton Mascarenas, who kind of has been running with the first team? Yeah, uh, uh, John Miller and Calvin Hart, they've both been rotating back and forth. Um, haven't really seen a fall off from either of them. Calvin Hart had a nice tackle, or a would have been tackle who lost on Saturday. John's done well in coverage. He's bulked up. He's put on, I think, like 17 pounds since last year. So um, and that's another battle I'm really excited to see play out over the next week, week or two. Yeah, there was a lot of guys that looked um, that first week that looked like they'd added some some bulk. One of them too we haven't mentioned is James Rawls. He yeah. he looks like a big dude he right looks, now. A guy that I from day one freshman, uh, Isaiah Chisholm. Kid is yeah. tough. <laughs> for for an eighteen year old kid, I remember he just just walked around past me and was like, "Don't see a lot of freshmen physically yeah. built built like a tank." He, he did pass the eyeball test. And, and if yeah. you haven't 
we did throw throw up some pictures from that first day of practice and we did get a picture of him jake was actually like go get a picture of chisholm yeah, because he's... He, he's so we got a picture of, of chisholm um but yeah james rawls looked bigger there's there's several guys that actually passed the eyeball test i think thomas collins he's, has popped up a couple of times too yeah. on, on your report as a true freshman yeah he's been running with the the second group um he had uh two most likely would have been sacked it's kind of hard to get real sacks right now, but he he got into the backfield Saturday multiple times. And then Kelsey Howard's been a little banged up. He's been limited, haven't seen him play on team any. Um, but he's another guy that Trent Gray mentioned on, I believe it was Saturday, that is a guy that could contribute. So let's talk. I, I didn't have it on our rundown, but I just, I think we need to give a kind of an update because it was a struggle last year was the kicking game. How has the kicking game looked? Yeah, well, we really haven't seen a lot. We've only seen two attempts. Uh, Hayes got one, Sapson got one from 30, it was like 35, 40 yards, like both were good. Um, the punting game, excuse me, Josh Green actually looked really good on Saturday practice. Um, I know he pushed Luke Losher hard in camp last year, so I feel like that. While Luke Losher was a great punter, I'm not expecting to see a huge fall off there. Okay. Yeah, he had hip surgery, correct? Off-season? Yes, hip surgery. Or last last year, hip surgery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I know he's really excited to to get out there. Mm -hmm. So good story. If you remember, Carter had an article. He actually came from Laney, Laney College, and um, with Rajon and and Nashon. So um, tomorrow. So again, tomorrow. So today was a closed practice day. We Jake and I will both be down tomorrow, um, tomorrow morning for practice. Then we will try to get as much up as we can before we hit the research tour. Um, and then we'll also be keeping our ears tuned in to anything that might be developing um, with the whole new home for Oregon state and the pack four. Um, you want to go to some mailbag questions? Yeah, let's do it. Let me pull them up here because we've got some, some of them are football. Some of them are just kind of um, just more fun, but uh, Billy or Beaver Billy says, "What can I take for this ulcer I'm forming from the last week? I think a Power Five invite would invite would fix it. Other than that, any suggestions? Jake, what have what have you found? Anything to help the ulcer? This nervousness of where the beavers are going to land? Yeah, I'm, I'm just been kind of trying to tune it out. Just kind of focus on this season. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a lot easier for me because you have to like watch practice and be around the team." And kind of build up that anticipation where a lot of people haven't had that opportunity. So that's mainly what I've been doing, just focusing on. So keep focusing on Jake's Jake's um, lodge reports and and videos, and then maybe it'll keep your mind off of whatever happening that could be bad. <laughs> um, Beaver Shark one two three. Do you expect resolution on Oregon State's conference future near the end of next week, or have a general idea of where we're going? I don't know. I honestly, this is something that could drag out, which I know that the, you know, Oregon state does not want it to drag out. Um, and it could be something that we hear tonight. I mean, that's kind of yeah. just where we're at right now. It's, um, it's one of those yeah. things that could happen immediately. And it could like, happen. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like it's impossible to know, like it could be, like you said, we could know tonight. We could not know until the end of the season. Uh, just got to kind of, in my mind, just got to kind of put it aside and focus on what Oregon State can control, and that's going out there and 
And that's what the fans can control too is, is supporting these guys. And I had a, you know, they they actually had a tweet, Oregon State Football Friday, I believe it was, maybe it was Saturday, just saying focus on us. Focus on us. And I think the they're gonna internal and, and come together and focus on them. And I think as fans, your your responsibility now is to focus on them too and wrap your arms around them and be there to support them at games and cheer them on and do what you can. So that's really all you can do. Um, Hopeful Beef says, with all the realignment, I need some hope from practice. With the loss of jam, how worried are you about only having three scholarship backs? I mean, as long as they stay, as they stay healthy, I'm confident that our three are as deep a three as any other group in the conference, for sure. Um, the court shot thing's interesting, though, because he did yeah, play running back in high school. He did, and I wouldn't be shocked to see him kind of take a two-way role. I mean, he's been running with the second group at linebacker. Um as well. So I, I, I do kind of see him as kind of a Jack Kaleo guy that kind of built similar. Uh, Cord's obviously a little smaller, but he's only 19, 20, whereas Jack was a six-year senior last year. So with time, he could kind of kind of build up, take that role. And the kid's a hell of an athlete too. So I, I think that's something to keep an eye on, and I'll kind of keep an eye on it throughout the rest of camp. Um, and this is stuff you're not getting everywhere else, guys. So enjoy this um kendon 74 life happens that's a given but what's the reaction it's the reaction that matters given what you're seeing on the practice field does this team look rocked on its heels or does there seem to be some bounce back drive and a stay together coming out and come out i mean uh practice on saturday was it started off a little flat um which i mean it makes sense i mean if i was a member of the team i'd be kind of pissed off and disappointed too but throughout practice they kind of um, yeah. yeah, someone just came and rang our doorbell, so he's oh. kind of getting crazy. Uh, um, on Saturday, on Saturday, uh, it, the energy kind of picked up, got better. Um, so I, I just feel like it was kind of just the start. I feel like they'll be fine. I think I, I, I feel like it adds like motivation. And, and don't you feel that, especially like Smith, Smith and Bray, I think especially can kind of keep these guys focused. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like their presences in the locker room are as good as any um, Oregon state or any other team could have. Uh, just, I feel like a lot of the countries too, is kind of giving them support and giving Jake Dickert at Washington state a ton of support too. Yeah. Um, ben Esch, given the way the past week went, does George, Klyakov resign, or is he going to make the pack four fire him? <laughs> um, well, I kind of have my thoughts on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't see how you really keep your job and you allow eight teams to leave your conference in the span of a year when you have the opportunity to get a deal done. Yeah. Um, obviously, the whole thing's not his fault. I think this kind of started with. Larry Scott's failure in office, but well, and then and then the, you have to you have to put the blame on the presidents and the and the ads too that allowed Larry Scott to kind of have free reign too. Right? Yeah, I mean, and Ed Ray was one of the Morgan biggest. Yeah, yeah, he didn't I mean, he didn't help that at all. Which I mean, this is going to be a case study. This is yeah. going to be a case study that sports um, and and even institution business students are going to be reading about in years to come because it was such an epic failure on so many levels. Yeah. Um, it's, okay. I, I just don't see him keeping his job. 
and I don't think he deserves it. It might not be a conference to keep. Yeah, which very well, you could see us in Wazoo bounce in the Big 12, Cal and Stanford bounce to the ACC, and then just like that, it's gone. <laughs> gone. Um, Para Beeve wants to know, vanilla, strawberry, chocolate, or Neapolitan? Pick one. Oh, pick one? Kind of a plain. I'm going to go with vanilla. Oh. As long as I've got chocolate syrup on it. Okay. I've got chocolate syrup on it. Uh, probably chocolate. I don't know. I, I'm guessing that's ice cream. So I basically any ice cream. But I, well, I'll be with Jake. I mean, vanilla with chocolate sauce is amazing. We've been doing a lot of vanilla. My kids have vanilla with like fresh berries on it this summer. So they're moved on. We went from strawberries to raspberries to no blackberries. They tell, tell me it's pretty damn good. Um, let's see. Um, where do you stand on continuing the Civil War? This is another pair of beef one. He says, or they say, hell no. What do you say? Um, I feel like it just depends on how the coal conference realignment plays out for Oregon State. If we're in the Big 12, a more competitive conference where we're competing for a playoff spot, then I'd say go for it. Um, you know, it's tradition, 120-something years of it. But if Oregon State's in a smaller conference, then I would not yeah. do that to a program that, per reports, showed in 10 minutes before signing the Pac-12 deal. I was like, screw you guys. Yeah. We're gone. And I, so, I do think, yeah, it, they're, I, I'm it, all for it if we end up in the 12 but. It, what's funny is the fact that, I mean, gosh, I cover Oregon State. I don't cover other teams. I cover Oregon State. My followers on Twitter are Oregon State fans. I make a comment on Twitter, and then I get all these ducks jumping out of the woodwork. And at this point, I say, hell no, we're not playing Oregon. Like, yeah. I thought that was a very hollow statement that Rob Mullins yeah. was, you know. But um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I would, to see, love, like, I would love to go down there and just kick their ass one last time down in Eugene. Oh, there's going to be like some massive. Oh, it's just going to be chippy. Yeah, it's going to uh, be I very chippy. In 2021, when Treshawn and uh, Gould got into it, I'm and John John Hillard got into it too. I'm expecting a whole lot of that this yeah. year. And honestly, oh well. Don't yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting um, to see kind of where that goes and. Like I agree with you. I think if, if they're if you're both in a power five conference and it can work out, I know it's yeah, no problem. But yeah, um, like a Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, yeah. Florida State, that State. type thing. But like a Colorado, Colorado State type thing or yeah. Utah, Utah State, there's no reason for there's no reason to do, to do that. Like I'd rather go play at Michigan. Exactly. Go play LSU. Alabama, yeah. LSU. I'd rather play like the big name programs with the real shot at competing for a title. Yeah. And so. I mean, you're probably going to make more money and it's a better environment mm -hmm. because Austin's a, yeah. not a great environment. And it's, they're better programs with actual shots at taking yeah. on the title, whereas yeah. Oregon won't and then the Big Ten. I, I feel like if Oregon State ends up going to the Big 12, they're going to be more successful as a program over the next 10 years than Oregon will be. Rio Alsi says, what do you expect will happen if Oregon State gets cut, cut down to only $4 million a year compared to what they have been seeing? Yeah, the biggest issue that comes to mind is keeping the coaching staff um, around. Like, I know there's guys that want to stay. Uh, 
guys that have passed up on bigger jobs because they're comfortable in Corvallis. Trent Bray is a guy that comes to mind um, that wants to stay in Corvallis, but if they can't be making enough money to really sustain themselves, well, I'm not particularly talking about Frazier because I think he's going to be happy at Oregon State regardless. There's guys that are great coaches, love Oregon State, but could be paid a hell of a lot more at bigger schools. Like uh, Coach Blue's great coach, Coach Fence, I could see them. Coach Wozniak, Coach Adams was a big one too. So that's really the first thing that comes to mind. So Rio also also says, do you think we see many decommitments soon? Yeah, I mean, I'm really not too sure. I was debating kind of reaching out to the recruits and just seeing where their heads are at. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, Oregon State does have a commitment coming in tonight, which I do think kind of speaks for itself, that even during this time, the coaching staff still able to get guys to commit to the program. So that's yeah, I don't think we see anything yet. And I think this coaching staff is going to be really good at having these guys kind of stay the course. I, I do, though, though, think Oregon State does not have the luxury to sit around. And, yeah. um, you know, they can't let this play out all season without a home. It needs to mm -hmm. it needs to be settled sooner than later. There, um, was, there was one I saw, a Washington State kid uh, for basketball. He decommitted and said it's because of the uncertainty. So who knows? could see that happen. I sure hope not because um, I feel like Oregon State's starting to really recruit at a higher level. Um, but I mean, it is a possibility. Okay. Mr. G. Gray, one of our favorites, asks your overall predictions. Are the Beavers statistically better or worse from last season in the following categories? Okay. Rush offense. I feel like they're going to be better, um, but not by a lot. I just think the passing game is going to open up more opportunities for more chunk plays. I don't think they're going to run the ball as much, but I feel like they're going to pick up more yards when they do run the ball. Okay, so I pass offense. Yes, I think that's going to be going up for sure. Okay. Um, I feel like regardless of the quarterback, I feel like even if it is a guy like Cole Branson, I feel like pass offense is still going to be better than it was last year. Rush defense. For me, yeah, I mean, it's a little too early to – tell just i've only seen the run defense where we get a lot of work uh i feel like the big question would be how the linebackers can do i feel like our defensive line will be good so for now depending on how that second linebacker spot plays up i'm gonna go better okay pass defense i think it i think we are going to see a little bit of a drop off um i don't think it will be as good as it was last year but i do think it won't be as big as some people might think that drop off will be Okay, there you have it. Reeser Beeve has a few questions here. Okay, we, you and I get to go see the new side, West Side of Reeser tomorrow. What do you expect to be your impressions when you take your tour tomorrow? I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to be just blown away. I've seen, I've seen, I've, you know, I've drove past the outside or I run past it up literally every day. Um, I'm excited to get to see it inside for the, for the first time. I'm excited to check out the press box. So I've never like seen that. So yeah, just I'm coming in with kind of an open mind, just just ready to be excited. It'll be fun. Yeah. The, the press box, it's gonna be fun to see. You, you didn't miss much of the old side, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um Risa Reeve also says if OSU were to be accepted into the Big Twelve, would that affect recruiting much? 
or at all about not playing a California school? I mean, I really think so, just because you, like the programs we'd be competing against Oregon, Washington, SC, and UCLA, they're playing teams in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska and Minnesota, whereas there's where I mean, Oregon you State's technically could. Minnesota. I mean, you, you'd have Arizona, but you, I mean, theoretically, if they picked up San Diego State. Yeah, exactly. Um, if OSU were to be in the Big 12, what would be the best road trip to watch? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I feel like Oklahoma State would be a fun one. You know, as a college student, uh, Central Florida kind of comes to mind as <laughs> a fun one to get to go down to Florida for tailgating. Um, Texas Tech is another one, particularly as a college student. And then, yeah. But I just feel like the Oklahoma State and then the Iowa State, I feel like, you know, Ames and Stillwater and kind of Corvallis in the Midwest. Manhattan, too. K-State would be fun. K-State, yeah. And Kansas would be a fun one, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I would honestly be more excited to travel to those ones than I would Seattle cause, <laughs> and, like, Los Angeles. And, like, Tucson and Tempe are great. But I feel like the tailgating, the atmospheres are better than they are in, like, Stanford and Cal and all that. I, I, I would be excited just because I think, yeah, the fan experience would be so much more impressive. Yeah, you go to a yeah. game at Cal or Stanford and it's. There's like 20,000 people. Right. Um, yeah. Selfishly, I mean, I have some great relationships with some of the publishers with the 24 7 sites in the Big 12. I'd love to go see Tim Fitzgerald at, at, at K State or, gosh, the Oklahoma State. I have a, a great connection there. He's actually a really good friend of Coach Riley's. And um, it'd be fun to go see him. And gosh, that orange and black. Make it a half. Yeah. OSU versus OSU would be so fun. I feel like if we do do that, we should do that on Halloween weekend yeah. every year. Every year. It'd be so fun. Um, okay, so Pat, last question here. Pat um, Beaverman says he's going to Vegas for the first time in two weeks. Any tips? How much should he put on the beeves to win it all? I mean, I've never been to Vegas, so I don't really know. Like, You're not what even 21 yet, are you? Yeah, still got three more months. I'm, but, I'm not a huge gambler either, so uh i yeah i wish i could say the same um <laughs> i would put I, I i feel confident i feel like this team has the second or third best shot um i think it's going to come down to that utah game i feel like whichever team comes out of that game is going to play usc in the pac 12 championship game i I, okay, with, I don't gamble, but I do. I haven't done it yet, but I need to buy one of those Mega Million or Powerball or whatever it is because I feel like yeah, one point like five billion or something would be like. That's a lot to the Oregon State Athletic Department. Right that there. would be crazy money, right? That would yeah. be. Um, that could be. So if you haven't done that, maybe I mean, just I'm not going to spend a lot. Two, I think it's what two dollars. Is that all it is? I don't. Mm -hmm. One dollar, two dollars. Two. Two. Okay. Um, we are speaking of. It's not really betting, but we'll figure something out. We are going to do a um, pool this year on Beaver Blitz. So you'll, I'll get that up here probably in the next week um, so you can get signed up. So it will send you reminders. I'm actually going to pay and kind of do it right this time. And so nobody has to try to keep track. So it'll be a fun little go in and pick, make your picks. There is a way to make it where you can put money in and bet. I just think I might keep it simple the first year. But I that is like coming. Something, something like we could throw on there as like a signed ball by someone to try and yeah. hear something yeah, like that. We'll figure something fun out, um, but that's um, 
that's on the agenda too for for beaver bullets here this this year so again um before we jump to guess that beef because we do have time today um yes. <laughs> jake wants to try to he's going to be really good at it because my brain is so filled with former beavers um so yes tonight is the last night to take advantage of the 60 percent off tonight we're also expecting a commitment so definitely be kind of keeping your eye on the, on the lodge um and then again i will be posting anything i hear um in the beaver blitz confidential so um if you haven't been a member of beaver blitz beaver blitz confidential is where we do it sporadically when there's some big news or big things happening and um, it's where i can throw out insight that needs to stay in the lodge so um it's kind of a fun a fun feature we do when there's things going on but other than that are you and then i'm going to tomorrow jake you and i practice i, I missed 90s rap day i guess at practice. yeah probably I, yeah the first song they started playing uh dr dran snoop dog and i was like oh man they must have thought angie was coming dang it dang it dang it they just didn't want to watch me dance that's the problem okay we are going to play guess the beaver here so remind me here are we going what 20 years is that the yeah answer? i would just think like 2000 just from then on okay 2000 on i can only ask yes or no questions and i will keep track of how many it takes me here Let's okay you got it you got somebody in mind yep Okay. Um, is this player an offensive player? No, he's on the defensive side of the ball. Okay. Um, did he play between 2000 and 2010? Yes. Did this person play D-line? Yes. Oh! <laughs> but now I gotta try to think. There's a bunch of them. Did this player play tackle? No. It's not Stephen Pye. <laughs> Scott Frighton? It's not. Scott was 11 to 13. <laughs> See? Fourth. Dude, you're like a walking encyclopedia. <laughs> um, well, is it Grant? Dolores? No. Yeah. Jackson? Nope. Anybody in the chat going to help me out here? Come on. It's not the presence. Huh? <laughs> so there's no the presence. Let's see. Um, not the presidents. Goodness, see, this is going to be. Did this player play in the NFL? I don't believe so. Let me double check. Hey, okay, while I you're double checking, Cecil, thank you. Cecil Markley says i just want to say thanks for the great job that beaver blitz is doing it's much appreciated thank you he did not play in the nfl okay so yeah jordan johnson i'm thinking that but i, I think he was after 2010. dylan Wynn. Yep. 2011 to 2014. yeah he was later he was huh it was this, this the same time as Crichton. okay yeah and victor butler and there's a whole oh, I loved him when I was a kid. <laughs> Number nine. I, I should have thought of that one. That's good. Win and Win and Butler were they were good ones. Okay, I'm Some really I'm striking out here. Um, and nobody's helping me in the chat. This is so bad. Okay, um, I'm at eight guesses. 
Um, goodness, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think back. Swan cut. Nope. That was a good one, though. That was a good guess. He was a little before my time. Don't really remember him. But you said you said 2000 to 2010. Yeah. Like Swan cut was like. Oh, three, oh, four. I don't know. Oh, okay. So, oh, so we're, you just kind of gave yourself away that it's going to be later. Yeah, I guess I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, goodness. Who was who opposite Swan, Swanee? He was earlier, though. Okay. I don't know. I'm running out. You're going to tell me, and I'll be like, no brainer. Okay. I can give you a hint. Okay. All right. Uh, he played with Evanson Bernard. And he's from he's from Nevada. Nevada. Huh. I'm thinking. Jiwa? Was he at end? I thought he was not a backer. Well, who? Gerard Lawson. Nope. No. Gerard was a corner. Oh man, from Nevada. Okay, I don't know. I'm going to try one more here and then I'm at 10 and then I don't think anybody wants to sit here and listen to me try to guess this. Right. There's one oh. hint that'll, okay. that'll, that'll give it away after your next guess. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Wait. Okay. Um, Van Orso. Yeah. Oh! Jeff Van Orso. Okay. Nine, 10 guesses. Right at the buzzer. I was trying to think. Yeah. It's, it gets hard to start thinking about all the yeah, good ones. They're good ones. I was my next hint was gonna be the ball is patted down. The beaters beat. Yes. Yeah, that would have totally given away. But it's it's hard sometimes to remember like who played with who and like yeah, yeah. The, the, the years get kind of fuzzy there. He was like oh four to oh seven. I okay. Think. He was kind of a, a good one. He was yeah. Okay. Well there you had it. I will stump you next week. We will be back next week um, on Monday. Monday, I'm guessing we have practice again on Monday, but we will. Um, I'm guessing 4:30 will will still work. Um, again, 60% off annual membership at Beaver Blitz, and stick with us for all the latest breaking info. And I can't even say news because I don't even know when we'll get some like legit news. So it's just breaking rumors and what we're hearing in the lodge at Beaver Blitz. I'm Angie. He's Jake. We'll be back next week for another episode of the damn podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 